The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Ann Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio. My guest today, Craig Campobasso, is a very talented man who's experienced many roles within Hollywood, including actor, acting coach, casting director, and author of a feature-length screenplay. This screenplay is based on the 1967 UFO classic by Dr. Frank E. Stranges, entitled Stranger at the Pentagon. This is the fascinating and reportedly true account of a created being, which we can think of as an angel in human form, who is called Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor traveled with his crew here to Earth from Venus on his starship named Victor One. Val Thor was a documented guest of the Eisenhower administration from 1957 to 1960. Now, Craig became a personal friend of Dr. Frank Strange's and was privileged to hear about many of his experiences with Valiant Thor and the crew of his starship until Frank passed away in 2008. Now in the role of director, Craig has completed an initial short version of the film Stranger at the Pentagon that is available for viewing on Vimeo and he's fundraising to enable the completion of the final full-length feature film based on this amazing story. But Craig has not only had a respected career within Hollywood, he also experienced his own profound spiritual awakening into higher consciousness that began 27 years ago. Craig received instruction from master teachers in other dimensions and was able to incorporate some of his profound experiences over the past three decades into his first book, The Autobiography of an Extraterrestrial Saga, I Am Theron. This book has been very well received, and I understand that the second book in this trilogy is about to be published. So you can see we have so much to talk about. Craig, welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. Oh, thanks so much, Anne. I'm really happy to be here with you today. This is so exciting. (laughs) This story is not only fascinating, but it's something that you're bringing forward to a whole new generation of people. Could you tell us about the story of Stranger at the Pentagon? 
Sure. Well, I initially read the book uh, in the 80s. The book was first published in 1967 um, and uh, has been, you know, like, like you said, a UFO classic uh, ever since, uh, that, you know, going throughout the community. But, but the, basic, uh, the basic story is that Valiant Thor, who's a created being or what we would consider an angel in human form, came with a divine design. Um, landed on March 16th, 1957, in an agricultural field at 8 a.m. in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, was met by two police officers, uh, was taken to the Pentagon, went, you know, uh, and, and every, every person that encountered him, the minute they saw him, they felt this unbelievable angelic energy. And they just had conversations with him because they knew that this man was not a threat, you know. So right. um, anyway, uh, and then he met with Eisenhower, who put him on VIP status to uh, go over the proposal, which was for three years. Um, and uh, so uh, he lived at, in an underground Pentagon apartment um, for three years during uh, from uh, 1957 to 19. 19- so, um, and in the book, by the way, you know, uh, again, this is, you know, it's a story uh, that Dr. Frank told, um, you know, who had met Valiant Thor. Um, but in the foreword to the book, uh, there is the Project Blue Book case number. Um, Harley Bird, who was Richard E. Bird's uh, nephew, was a part of uh, the Air Force and Project Blue Book at the Pentagon at that time, and he actually uh, wrote the foreword to the book corroborating the story as well. So, um, you know, again, it's a it's a matter of uh, belief for each individual. Um, I'm just here to tell the story because it's a fascinating story, and we all know that we've seen the same story rehashed over and over and over again in Hollywood, but not one quite like this and one that has a bunch of spiritual overtones as well. That is so true. Um, and a lot of the, the things that come out of Hollywood are also very negative against uh, ETs. And I yes. I really appreciate that this is offering a perspective of, of how benevolent and how much they had to offer. Well, you know, we, there, there, is, there are many of us in Hollywood who are trying to change that paradigm, um, you know, including uh, Steve Bassett, who I'm sure everybody knows, who, who's Absolutely. an incredible man who's been going forward with disclosure, but we all belong to a group that Steve put together, uh, which is to change that paradigm in Hollywood and start bringing uh, positive messages uh, and things uh, to Earth through movies about extraterrestrials. And uh, so there's quite, uh, there's quite a large number. I think we're at about between four and 500 now, uh, actors, wow. producers, directors, and and, um, uh, you know, uh, meeting, talking, uh, getting together, you know, this is where everybody can meet and, and, uh, and work together to bring uh, a common thread, um, you know, of consciousness through. So, um, and this is getting back to the days where the initial contacts were all of human origin um, back in the 50s, and, um, and they all revolved around around uh, 
uh, also George Van Tassel, um, Giant Rock, and the Integratron, which he built, which was extraterrestrial technology on on uh, on a machine, which is uh, on a building that is built and is out in Yucca Valley. Um, Dr. Frank, before he even met Valiant Thor, used to host all the UFO conventions out there. And uh, I went out there many times with Dr. Frank, who uh, gave us all the stuff. We we actually went and spoke when they started doing UFO retro conventions at the Integratron. So okay. the exciting news about all of this is we are bringing it back to the Integratron, and we are actually going to have two screenings of Stranger at the Pentagon on Saturday, January 10th at the Integratron. So if anybody's interested in coming out there and experiencing the building as well, um, they can go to Integratron.com and just go to events and they can purchase the tickets there. I'll be there. I'll be giving a little talk on the story uh, as well. So, uh, you know, it's quite a big piece of history and we're, we're all trying to bring it back and get it away from abduction and um, all of the negative connotations that are that are going on and bring it back into uh, the light the way that it should be. I so appreciate that. I, and this is a very important part of my own show is to bring forward the stories, true stories of people who have had contact that's absolutely beautiful, absolutely magical. Yeah. So thank, so thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, tell us more about your film and how people could support it as well. Well, the uh, people can go to strangerofthepentagon.com, and um, if they want to watch it, they, they can click on the Vimeo link. It's right on the home page. Um, we also have a, a, a donation um, uh, tab where it says buy DVD and you know things there. So people want to get the the book. The book Stranger at the Pentagon is now out of print. They're going for a hundred plus dollars on Amazon. Um, I have uh, a lot of the remaining copies from the publisher who gave them to me, um, and three other Dr. Frank books that are uh, obsolete as well. One called Outwitting Tomorrow, UFO Conspiracy, and Millennium Seven, as well as posters of Victor One. Victor One actually is a, they're called Victor Class, uh, the Victor Class Fleet. The, the saucers are 300 feet in diameter. They're double decker. Um, they hold up to 200 people in each each uh, one. Um, so we do have a poster of Victor One, which actually has its blueprints of uh, each floor. Um, we have a poster of the Starship, uh, which is 14 miles long and seven miles wide. And uh, these you can't get anywhere else. And wow. we also have the movie poster as well. And the publisher was kind enough to find the old plates to the original book poster and and ha- had the original book poster done up for me as well. So, so we have all these great, you know, obsolete, uh, really cool things, and I autograph them for everyone. You know, maybe someday they'll be worth something. <laughs> so, well, well I, 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 
I'll say to my listeners, I, I've also donated because I really do want to see this story brought forward. I think it's uh, amazing. The, the short clip that I saw was fantastic. And what a challenge, you know, to balance both the 1950s look of the time yeah. and then bring in the futuristic look of where these, peop- these beings are coming from. Well, you know what I what I did with the short film and what I am going to do because it works so well uh, in the in the feature length film is um, uh, I have the colorist. Uh, uh, what we did is we we did a 1950s Technicolor on everything on Earth and uh, the way films looked back then and right. uh, and then when we're up on Victor 1 and on the on the mothership and uh in outer space it's very high definition with really brilliant brilliant colors and um and it's also it it was my way of differentiating the difference between the consciousnesses do you know where on Earth it's still dualistic, and up there they're fully conscious. So that's um, great. Yes, it makes sense know. to do it that way. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and in, in the short film, I do use the camera sort of as a voyeur of secrecy of everything that goes on because the camera goes underground, above ground, travels, does all of those things to show, you know, the secret. Uh, all the secrecy that was going on about this whole thing, you know, during those times. So, uh, and there was um, some pretty nasty stuff going on from uh, what from what I remember from the uh, short film. Uh, Valiant Thor was uh, not well received and was not always well treated. No, no, and um, you know uh, the president, by the way, uh, and and this is information that Dr. Frank told me. Uh, Eisenhower and Nixon were absolutely for his proposal, um, and they had really befriended him, and uh, Nixon even more so, uh, being vice president, because um, Eisenhower was busy with uh, so many other things that were going on, but. Um, you know, but again, you have to remember the the technology that they had were captured saucers from Greys, and um, what they wanted was they wanted the big prize, the um, the organic technological uh, craft like Victor One. You know, so these ships right. these ships are actually living beings, so they have brain functions that uh, you know the brains never die; they're they're living. Uh, organisms, um, you know, that actually speak to you and, uh, you know, and talk to you and, you know, everything. And these ships are moved and they're, they're driven differently. So, um, even if they were, even if one was captured, no, nobody, nobody here could figure out how to drive it, you know, because it has to be by the thought of the, uh, person in control. So, um, but, you know, they did want those kind of technologies and he did make it clear that that's not why he came here. You know, he wasn't going to, you know, make do any... Um so, Craig, tell us about why Val did come here. It was, it was an amazingly generous offer, as I recall. 
Yes, the you know the general idea was a uh, was a design of how universal society lives, um, and uh, which was you know how uh, we could eliminate sickness, disease, poverty, and also to prolong life. Um, and this uh, he wanted Eisenhower to implement this throughout the United States, and then when proven successful throughout the world. So um, what exactly was in the proposal and how it was written or designed um, still remains a mystery. Dr. Frank didn't even know uh, exactly what was in there, but those were the, the basics that he was told. And I understand that this generous offer was uh, declined. Can you explain why? Yes, it was declined um, in the end um, because it would uh, put uh, doctors, nurses, hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, uh, all of that out of business, and it would collapse the economy. So, um, so that's why it was uh, turned down uh, in the end. So, and I guess what what would have happened is, you know, the whole monetary system would have um, collapsed, and then we would have went into, uh, you know, we would have went into a society of being of allness, of oneness, of you know, everybody. uh, working together at, instead of, um, you know, working for, for uh, uh, you know, monetary gains and things like that. So, uh, because, of course, they don't have money or things like that up, up, uh, up in universal society. It's a society that takes care of itself, and there are no jobs that are higher or lower than anybody else. Everybody just shifts and takes different jobs, and, and you know, they may do one job for three months, like there's on Victor One, for instance, there's um, there is a, a part of the crew of about thirty people that get changed out um, every three to five to six months, um, and a new crew will come in. And these are people who are being taught, um, and they get to learn uh, from uh, you know the commander and from uh, the vice commanders as well. But you know they they work in different jobs uh, of uh, bringing you know. The the food in and taking care of the organics of the ship and and uh, making sure everything is run correctly uh, between all the craft and the and uh, the starship and all of that. So it be you know imagine being um, imagine having a wonderful job like that where you got to travel from craft to craft and learn from various people who have incredible vast amounts of knowledge. That is my dream job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, going to, yeah. I'm applying right now. If anybody's yeah. listening, <laughs> <laughs> well, I Craig, think we're, we're going to take it's a, fascinating. We're going to take a break. Um, but when we come back from our break, we're going to be talking about uh, Dr. Frank Stranges and uh, your friendship with him. And I know our listeners will be very interested to know your your impressions of him. Absolutely. So this is this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. 
Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'd love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And this is Ann Gelsheimer. Welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. And we are with Crank, uh, sorry, Craig Campobasso. I'm so excited. We're talking about a fantastic experience uh, that he has had in knowing Dr. Frank Stranges. Uh, Craig, tell us about what that man was like and what you learned from him. Well, you know, I, I never in a million years thought I would uh, cross paths with uh, Dr. Frank. Like, like I said earlier, I read Stranger at the Pentagon in the 80s. Uh, I, I really did like the book. But the thing that really uh, caught my eye the most were the photographs that, uh, of Valiant Thor, uh, one of his vice commanders, Dawn, and of a woman named Jill, who is another vice commander's wife. Uh, that's vice commander Zanzi. And N's wife. Um, uh, these photographs were taken by a um, retired Air Force photographer who was also a ufologist um, who also was friends with Dr. Frank. So, um, and um, so when I look at the, when you look at the photographs and especially the ones of Valiant Thor, you know it resonates at such a high vibratory rate when you look at it. Um, you know it just feels so true and so real, and that's the one thing that I really remembered about it. Um, then we sort of flash forward to 2001. Um, and uh, I, my casting partner at the time had told me about uh, 
some uh, friends of hers that uh, that uh, always had seen UFOs throughout their life. They were uh, they were elderly at the time. He lived to be over a hundred, and she was in her eighties before she passed. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, they they came to Los Angeles from. They lived in Sun City uh, in uh, Arizona, and uh, they came out, and I got to meet them, and uh, you know the first couple of words out of her mouth were, you know, our good friend, Dr. Frank. And I just looked at her oddly, and I went, strangers? And she said, yeah, you want to meet them? And I went, yeah, sure. So that's sort of how it happened. And um, anyway, I was literally having lunch with him a few days later, and I thought it was going to be a fan lunch where I sat with him and was like, you know, well, it's so exciting to meet you, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we ended up hitting it off, and we sort of became like, you know, father and son uh, over the years. And uh, we spoke, uh, uh, you know, almost every day on the phone, and uh, I saw him at least once a week for lunch, and, um, uh, you know, so... Uh, so that's quite, and, and, quite a close relationship that you had with him. Yeah. And, and so you would have, uh, I'm sure he would have shared um, many of his experiences with you. Would you care to share some of the ones that are very memorable for you? Well, I think the things that are memorable are the things that I that I found most fascinating is I really didn't know about the crew and and who the main crew was. You know, uh, um, one time um, he he had said to me, uh, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, Teal said to say hi," and I said, "Well, who's Teal?" And he said, "She's a vice commander uh, on Victor One," and I said. Oh, and, you know, I was like, oh, wow, you know, so there was that. Another time he said, Yanaya said to say hi, and I said, who is that? And he said, he's a created being like uh, Commander Valiant, and um, uh, and he's from Melchizedek. So, Craig, tell me about the other crew members. Who were they? Well, the the uh, vice commander team is Vice Commander Don, Vice Commander Teal, uh, Vice Commander Thon, T H O N N, and Vice Commander Zan. And then there is um, uh, created being Yanaya from Melchizedek, and his associate's uh, name is Yo is how they pronounce it, but it's spelled Y E O, so it's like Yo or Yo. Mm-hmm. You know, but I always hate saying yo because then everybody does the yo joke, you know. (laughs) Right. We won't go there. (laughs) We don't need to go there. So. (laughs) So what else did he tell you about his experience on the ship? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in particular about what I think I've heard you say about him feeling much younger, experiencing himself becoming much younger when he visited the ship. Sure. Well, the resonant, you know, the resonation fields on board, on board all of the craft, or uh, the resonation fields of perfect harmony in all ways, shapes, and forms for all your bodies, not just your physical, but for your, you know, spiritual, your emotional, your ethereal, everything that keeps it in perfect harmony. Um, you have to remember that they are actually experiencing. Um, 
by monitoring everything that goes on on Earth. If you can imagine the horrific images that they are seeing on a daily basis um, of things, of the atrocities and things that are played out here, uh, which which is part of what their mission is, is to um, see these things and you know to uh, you know to uh, catalog them and to uh, you know uh, send them to uh, uh, you know to see if things uh, can be done about certain things. Um, not that they interfere or anything like that, but if it's something that's going to harm the planet, which is going to offset this planet to offset the rest of the planets in the universe, they have to do something about it. So, yes, I remember uh, you. I remember you saying that they had done something like that around our, um, you know, threats, or, or potentially would do something around that if we yeah. were going to destroy ourselves. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, that's a very clear message uh, that Valiant Thor has given, is that uh, that that is not going. You know, this planet is not going to uh, be harmed or destroyed, and they're making sure of that. So, um, but you know, the other thing is, is we, if you're an Earth person and you get invited, and many people uh, on Earth have been invited to Victor One and, and the other. You know, there are um, I think 187 Victor class saucers stationed in and around the Earth. So all the locations are actually listed in the back of Stranger at the Pentagon, um, you know, where they're, where they're all at. Victor One is located at Lake Mead. Um, it's been stationed there since sometime in the 80s, and before that uh, it was stationed in Henderson, Nevada. Um, but uh, like Dr. Frank said, you know, when you go on, you know, if you wear glasses, you don't wear glasses. If you have a limp, you don't have a limp. You know, if you, no matter what, what your ailment is, um, your ailment is gone. But the minute you leave the ship, your ailment is back. So, you know, one time um, uh, I knew that he was going, uh, going there, and uh, he called me. And um, and I said to him, I said, you sound so young. I, and he was really vibrant, and, and his voice was booming, and, you know, and, and remember, at this point, he was in his 70s, so... Um, it was quite a difference. Said, well, yeah, and he says, well, I'm actually calling you from the ship. And I went, wow. I said, that's an amazing, you know, recording. He actually, you know, they, they have ways of, um, you know, with the communication there that they can communicate with anybody if they wanted to. They they can call you on the phone. They can come through your television. They can project themselves. They can telepathically talk to you. They can do all ways, shapes, and forms of any kind of communication. But if Dr. Frank wanted to call them on the phone, he had a special number that they hooked up that he would dial, and then it would connect him in as well. So I remember uh, reading uh, in the book where uh, Frank said uh, Valiant Thor would appear in the back seat of his car. <laughs> that must yeah, have taken yeah, some getting used yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, that happened once. So, um, and there are two uh, two ladies as well, um, who uh, who I have um, been in contact with, who met him back in uh, when uh, back in the fifties um, when they were teenagers. Um, you know, one one's uh, father worked for the military, and another one she belonged to a group. And, um, 
and he was talking to this specific group on how to communicate. So, um, as, you know, in with in distances through ham radios. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's really fascinating. You know, there's so many people out there that. Uh, um, who who have met them and have met the crew, and I'm sure they'll start coming out of the woodworks uh, slowly. Um, but uh, lots of people write me and tell me that they, you know, that they um, are receiving messages or um, they're feeling, uh, you know, feeling uh, um, dream states or you know all kinds of things. So. Well, that fits with uh, the experiences I've had out with uh, Dr. Greer in the field, that, that the meth- method of communication is through consciousness. So yes. it's not, not at all surprising that people would be experiencing that. Yes. Yeah. Because that's basically what we all are. Everything is consciousness. So. Very interesting. And have you had your own experiences of connecting with them through consciousness? I, you know, I haven't met them in the physical, um, but, you know, uh, Dr. Frank always uh, told me about his voice, that Valiant Thor's voice was melodic and strong and gentle and kind and strong and willful and everything rolled into one. And he says, you know, I really can't explain it, but, you know, um, and it's almost as if it has a resonation that when he speaks, it's like coming out in, in, in forms of light, you know, and on the first day that I, uh, uh, Starting to write the script uh, the night before, I actually had a dream with him, and he spoke. You know, he spoke to me, and I heard that voice, and I'm I was able to experience it, and and I remember in the dream saying, "Wow, you know, that was so amazing." And I call that a lucid dream because it's something where you wake up in the dream and your spirit is actually somewhere else having the experience. So, um, so I saw the whole path of the movie being laid out, and. Um, you know, how everything would um, be taken care of. And um, uh, and I just, I, I remember saying, I just think it's so amazing how God puts all of us together to work together for this great common, greater good for not only mine, but universal kind. So That is uh, so inspiring. And, and yeah. it's wonderful that they've allowed themselves to be part of this, of, of bringing this yes. story out. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, and, and, and as I wrote, you know, each one of the vice commanders and Valiant Thor and Yanaya, you know, they shared their feeling body with me. So I actually got to see and feel exactly who they were when I was writing about them. So it was a real experience for me um, when I was writing. And, and again, it's so beautiful because I'm, I'm, not only, I'm not only experiencing their consciousness, but I'm experiencing the beauty and the soul history of their souls. And, um, and it's so beautiful that, uh, you know, you literally, I, I sat there and wept, you know, uh, for sometimes, you know, 15 minutes until I could just gain control and, and then go into it because the experience is so beautiful. That's so profound. So we're, we're yeah. going to get more than uh, a very entertaining story because it is very entertaining, but there's a depth to it and an importance and a timeliness as well. Yes. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, perhaps what they're still doing? I, I understand that the, the the Victor class ships are still here. They're not physically interacting with people as much. But other than monitoring, do you have any any information about what else they might be doing? Well, you know, I, I don't really have, you know, what their day-to-day uh, duties and things are, but, you know, the things that I that I feel is that they are here and they are overseeing it, but the, a big part of his mission, um, as well as everyone else's, and that's where sort of uh, my book, um, The Autobiography of an Extraterrestrial Saga, I Am Tehran, with the program of raising consciousness through Melchizedek, that comes into play is that they're here until the transformation of Earth is complete. And that transformation is everyone, um, everyone uh, understanding their dualistic nature, becoming fully conscious. And then this Earth is, will join with its universal society. That's why the universal society has been veiled from everyone, you know, that, uh, you know, they, like on Venus, they live on the interior of the planet. And uh, Valiant Thor told Dr. Frank that all the planets are populated on the interior. They know how to um, create these things and make them like uh, planets like spaceships. And this is how they control the resonation fields that keep them, you know, uh, living for a very, very long time. The created beings don't ever die. But the you know the uh, the fully conscious beings like the vice commanders and things like that who are born of man and woman, you know they still live thousands of years. But um, it's these resonation fields that they're able to control that uh, is is uh, how they stay young and how their bodies stay in perfect uh, order. And they have these incredible synchrotron skies. Each floor will have a synchrotron sky that. You can look up, and it's like it goes from day to night, and it regulates perfect temperature, and you don't even know that you're not on the outside of a planet, so you're not receiving all the all the um, uh, things, you know, like like uh, you know, the thing that ages us is the sun, you know. Uh. So so you're not getting all of those um, those elements that are right. coming in, um, you know, I mean, when you really think about it, you know, they, they don't become adults until they're 75 years old, and that's when we die here, pretty much, so. Wow, wow, that is know. so interesting, right? Yeah, you know, it, it's all very fascinating. Um, so, Craig, know. what we're going to do, uh, we're going to have to go to a break, but I would love to come back and talk about your own spiritual awakening and also, if you could share with us any tips you have for people who really do want to raise their consciousness, who know that that's essential and, and want to help the planet by doing their own work. Yes, absolutely. All right. This is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'll be back in a few moments. All day long, we sort out clutter in our minds and bodies, all the while trying to find that healing modality that will work for us. 
Tune in to Intermission with host Patty Campbell. Each week, we'll explore a deeper spirituality and the healing process. Everyone has the capability to heal themselves. Let us help you find your capability in the hopes that you will pay it forward. Intermission Journey to Wellness is broadcast live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave. On the program Inside Out, our outsides match our insides. Join host Beth Green along with co-host James Maynard for an insightful weekly journey that lets us all be real with no boundaries. We'll discuss current events, interview amazing guests, challenge old ideas, and see ourselves and our world more clearly. It's about you as much as us. So you're invited to call in, write in, and most of all, tune in. Listen for Inside Out, live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tune in to Angel Healing Party with Andrea Keller, an angel intuitive, as your guide. Join in on the fun as Andrea channels the angels. You never know who will show up or what they will say. The angels are our guests. Ask them whatever is on your heart. Andrea is a professional healthcare worker and certified angel card reader. She brings her education, personal life experiences, and sensitivity to channeling the angels into every show. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And this is Ann Gelsheimer. Welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. We're with Craig Campobasso. And I was just asking Craig before the break if he would share with us his own spiritual awakening that began 27 years ago. Yes, I actually uh, had just finished working um, on Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, and uh, uh, and all of a sudden, I, st- I myself, you know, this is where I say my own amazing story began, um, is um, I started uh, having um, experiences with Universal Master Teachers, and uh, I would, I would. Uh, for months it went on where I would see um, three beings in um, in my dream states, and I just felt this unbelievable amount of love um, coming from them. And uh, and then after I got used to that 
I would then wake up in the dream and know that I was somewhere else actually experiencing them, and then I could I could actually start to feel their even their energy fields and their souls and and all of that. And then after that, after a few months of that, I would then have those two experiences, wake up in the dream, open my eyes, and would see them standing in their astral forms in my bedroom. And um, so I got to say, oh, this is actually some kind of reality that is coming through. And and the, 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 the very first experience, and all of this is going to be in uh, book two, which will be out in about a month, which is called uh, Waking Tehran, um, mm-hmm. is... Um, uh, the, these three masters um, fed me this golden light that woke up my cells uh, in my body, and I felt every cell in my body wake up, and I, I woke up to what it is like to feel what the totality of God feels. On us on this scale here on Earth, so I now saw that's the that's going to be hard to describe. I'm that's sure that's hard but... to describe. But, <laughs> but could you try? I am. It's it, you know, it's actually seeing the beauty behind the creation of every living thing, and I would look at everything, and I literally went through a unbelievable blooming of what I call serenity, meaning I. I cried, um, I not only cried, I sobbed for eight months straight, anywhere from eight to 12 to 15 times a day. And this was out of the beauty of seeing everything um, and why it was created and seeing seeing a soul just walk down the street, you know, I could see the soul inside the body and, and feel its history and, and, and see the beauty behind it. And it would just move me so much, you know, and so it's, it's connecting into the oneness. And in that oneness, that is what all of them experience up there. They're all connected into this oneness. Each and every single one of them know each other at the core of who they are at their being. They have no secrets. There are no secrets, do you know? Um, and uh, it, it, it was the most beautiful experience I ever had. And then, you know, then there were the times when they, you know, they um, uh, put my light body in and I was able to start traveling to other worlds and other things um, astrally and experience them. And all of these, all of this uh, was happening to me because I was going to be writing about it. And that's how the um, autobiography of an extraterrestrial saga trilogy um, came about was all of this. So it's really bringing forth the, the unknown universe to be known, but also bringing forth the dualistic nature of the universe, the dualistic nature of here, how you're responsible for your own thoughts and and creating your own consciousness and your own reality. Um, but uh, two of those master teachers um, are from the great I am that I am, the world where uh, the first, very first world created in the first super universe. Um, um, so uh, 
a lot of that information comes um, from that world and uh, coincides with um, uh, overcoming, uh, you know, duality and all of that. And and Tehran, by the way, is is born in a fully conscious universal society, but he is actually born dualistic. They do have an anomaly where about every 200,000 births, there is someone who is born dualistic because it keeps everyone who is fully conscious um, aware of what duality actually is because if you haven't experienced duality and we all know what duality is we oh, yeah. it down <laughs> here and and you know what this this is this is one of the toughest schools in the universe is what we're in right now on earth we are in school learning how to become our god self that's what we're doing here on earth that's what duality is because through the equilibrium uh, of trying to obtain our equilibrium that's how um you know that's how we become uh our fully embodied beautiful universal self and and you know and connect into that so now, Craig, um how how do you manage i mean it must be challenging uh with what you've seen and experienced how do you manage to integrate that into our day-to-day 3D world well, you know, I, if you take a deep breath and you say, you know what, that's really not important in the big scheme of things. And if somebody really needs to have power over that, let them. It's okay. It's not a big deal because if they have the power over something that really means nothing, you know, is that really a fight or is that really a whatever? So if you just, you know, have a conversation or talk and, and you know, I'm in a business where there's nothing but, you know, chaos and fighting and, you know, uh, all kinds of things. But what I find is, is, you know, if you just stay with a very calm voice and, 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 and a voice of reason, um, no matter how mad or angry somebody is, they will eventually say, you know, you're right. You know, this isn't, we're not making, you know, uh, um, a Shakespeare here. We're just making a movie. We're, you know, that kind right. of thing. So, um it's it's uh you know it it's challenging at first but if everybody just works on themselves and, and you know and and learns how to let go of control and work your heart instead of your mind um you know that's that's how people will overcome all of this and and be um you know start moving into their um uh, their their full uh, fully conscious self, and um, I'm just trying to find one little. Uh, oh, I don't know where that quote is. Oh, here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the first book. Diversity is a spiritual tool designed to perfect humans. The people of the earth are student gods in training. Oh, how beautiful! Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's one of Tehran's quotes from. You know, from the book. So, you know, people always ask me, what can I do? What can I do? And the thing that you could do is just work on yourself, because the more you work on yourself, the more you raise your consciousness. And then everyone around you starts seeing that you've changed and they want to know what you've done. And through your sharing or just your being, they will start to 
emulate you and 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 see that it's a much a much more peaceful uh, way of of life than to constantly be at odds with you know not only yourself but with everybody else. So and then you know we do come across people who are just angry. You know that's what they live for. They just live for anger. But you know um, it doesn't mean that you have to be their friend. You know, I, mean, I right. think a lot of people get confused. Well, oh, you know, I'm spiritual and I need to, I should be their friend. And no, you don't have to be their friend. You just surround yourself with people of a like mind. And when you do that, that's how, that's how these orbs of consciousness start raising up parts of, of cities and parts of the world. And then when it all becomes this big, beautiful halo over the earth, that's how it's going to shift. That's profound. And of course, I'm sure yeah. that's what Val Thor wanted to help happen with the yeah. resonant fields and things that they could have yeah. shared with us. But yeah. it's not too late. We can still keep working on it. Well, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're not Excellent. going anywhere. This is all, you know, we, we are being watched over by, by you know, great presences in the, in the universe who are here to make sure that this world goes into a beautiful state of peace and that the people will understand what it is to for men and women to live in perfect unity and harmony and imagine imagine walking down the street and somebody is you know it doesn't mean because you're fully conscious that you don't get sad you know um, over something or hurt over something you just experience it on a more profound level um, mm-hmm. but imagine everybody understanding that and coming to you and may and being with you until that is transformed and then you're transformed and then you go back uh, you know about your business you know because each person is that important all the rest of it is not important I love the, that respect yeah. for all beings, like yeah. for no matter who, and, who, and the lack of hierarchy. Right. That's right. There is no, there is no hierarchy. You know, there really is only, you know. Um, uh, you know, some some souls may have been schooled uh, a little bit longer than others, but everyone is treated as an equal, no matter if you're a created being um, or a brand new soul. That is, that's profound. Yeah. So uh, we just have a few minutes before the end of the show. I, I would love for you to uh, give us some information, one, on how to, how to order these books. Where, where could people sure. find them? Well, uh, if they're interested, uh, I can autograph. I've, I have hard covers and soft covers of uh, the Autobiography of an Extraterrestrial Saga. I am Tehran. That website is Autobiography of com. Sylvia Brown uh, wrote the foreword. You can read it on the website. Um, and uh, uh, we pay shipping for uh, the books as well, and I sign them for free uh, to people. Um, and uh, and then for Stranger at the Pentagon, if people want to get, you know, Stranger at the Pentagon, At Winning Tomorrow, UFO Conspiracy, Millennium 7, the posters of the movie, or Victor 1, 
or the Starship um, or the Bookbuster, uh, as well as many other things. Um, and they can just make a donation there. There's donation tiers, and then we'll send you all the gifts, and I'm happy to sign them for people as well. That's at StrangerAtThePentagon.com. And, uh, or if people want to just watch it, they can click on the Vimeo link and go to the Vimeo link and uh, watch it there. Or, uh, you know, they can also get a DVD. Um, the DVDs right now are being printed. I'm very excited. And, oh, yes. Uh, we will have them uh, by the end of the week. And uh, I did extras on the DVD, you know, behind the scenes uh, with myself. And uh, we also put the uh, cast table read on there. And, um, you know, uh, Eileen Davidson, who is um, on Days of Our Life, Young and the Restless, and she's with the Beverly Hills. She started airing last night. She plays Dina Thor. So I know she has a lot of fans out there as well. So uh, we oh, will be Oh, she's lovely. Yeah, she's she's amazing, and uh, you know, so um, we uh, and, and you know, we we were at the Burbank Film Festival, and we did win uh, best sci-fi short film, and we're the only film uh-huh. in the entire history of the festival that sold out all 275 seats for a short film. Congratulations! Isn't that that is awesome? such a good sign. <laughs> I know, I know, and they actually put another another screening on that night as well because there were so many people that wanted to see it on the big screen. So, so we're very, very excited and very happy, and uh, you know. Uh, so we're going to we're going to wrap up uh, very shortly. I just want to thank you so much, Craig, for being on the show. We did have some technical difficulties. You've been very patient and supportive, and I wish you the very best of luck in your fundraising and launching your new book. Thank you this so is, much, Anne. I really enjoyed being here with you and the listeners today. This is Anne Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.